0: Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. For more information, please call 234-803-481-0869 or for free audio downloads, kindly visit www.davidogaga.org I want us to continue with uh, what we been dealing with. And I'm sure you still remember what we are dealing with. Can anybody tell me what we are dealing with? Anybody? What? I I want Power of forgiveness. Okay, that's alright. Some of you don't even know where you stop and where you are coming from. And that's because you are not meditating. Listen, the only way the word of God can prosper and bless you is to meditate on God's word. Blessed are those who meditate upon the word of God, for they shall be like a tree planted by rivers of living water. That even in times of droughts they will have no care as to whether things are not working or not. So we are dealing with the power of forgiveness. This is going to be part four. All right. Go to Matthew chapter 6, verse number 12. Matthew 6, verse 12. The power of forgiveness. The more I try to look into this, the more I see things. And so I cannot just immediately stop talking about it. Matthew 6 verse 12. 6-12. And forgive us our debts, or our sins, or our trespasses, as we forgive our debtors, or those who trespass against us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the key thing we're dealing with. I try to emphasize the fact that the much forgiveness you give to people, that is what you receive from the Lord. Amen. It's, it's, I think Englishman will talk about pari You give, you get. Same quantity, same volume. Same life. Hallelujah. Now, look at Luke chapter. What I'm dealing with today is the word rebuke. Luke chapter 17, verse number 3. Luke 17, verse 3. Take it to yourself. If the brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if you repent, forgive him. So it's like saying, if you didn't repent, don't forgive him. <laughs> now, but the point I'm looking at is the word Rebuke. What does it mean to rebuke somebody? Huh? If somebody has offended you. And the Lord says you go there and do what? Rebuke him. So it's like somebody has offended you go there and say, look, man, you're stupid. This you did to me, you're very stupid. Huh? I've come to tell you, you don't know what you're doing. Something's wrong with your head. And the person was okay, I'm sorry. So okay, I'll forgive you. And after you say you are very stupid. And the man didn't say anything. I said, oh, you don't want to repent. You don't want to. Okay, I will not forgive you. No, that's not what the Bible is doing. I want to show you something. Okay, go to Matthew chapter 18, verse 5. Because some of you will just rejoice. No, that's what I'm saying, Pastor. Some people are so consistent. They don't change. So how are you expecting me to forgive them? With all they've done to me, are you there? And whosoever shall receive one of such little child in my name, receiveth me. Verse 6. But whoso shall offend or cause to stumble. One of these little ones, could you believe in me, if you beg for him, that a milestone will hang about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Verse 7. Walk to unto the world because of offenses. For it must need be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense commits. Now the point I want you to understand from this passage is this. Little ones. Actually, Jesus was talking about the Pharisees or the scribes. Little one doesn't mean little children. Little one speaks about his disciples. So we're talking about Believers. Are you done with me? Good. So what he's saying here is, whoever makes a Christian to fall, to tumble woe unto that man. That's what the scripture's model is talking about. But he was dealing utterly with the scribes and the Pharisees. In this context. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. So now, we'll go back now to Luke. I want you to marry this together. Because there are things I want you... You see, when we talk about our faith, for instance, if you do things that always provoke me so that the Holy Spirit in me is grieved by my reaction, you sin it against me. Is that okay? And that's more or less what Jesus is talking about. If anything I will do to you that will make you lose faith in Christ or bad so that the Holy Spirit is no longer having a flow in your life, is an offense. You're sinning against me. And I'm sinning against you. By implication, God expects us to always ensure that our life causes joy and peace at any point in time. For and towards when I know that. Is that okay? Are you following me? Okay. So, that's trespass. Transpass against me. And to sin against you or do anything against you, an offense or an injury. You can be injured in your mind. You can be injured in your spirit. You can be broken in your spirit by the action of people, by the language of people, by what people do. Am I correct? Very good. So, whoever causes that to you, that's what the Bible is talking about, or you are causing that to people, as a matter of fact, the scripture says grip not the Holy Spirit. Have you read that before? Very good. So that's what we're looking at. So, the Bible is telling us here, whoever does such a thing to you, whoever tried to, in any way, is seen in the case. And if you notice that, rebuke. In other words, somebody has made it to be so offended, to be so angry. The anger you have tried to bottle up is breaking loose because of this person. And the Bible says you go and rebuke the person and forgive the person if he repents. So what does it mean to rebuke? Because sometimes we think, oh man, this 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 child, this woman, this man is always repeating the same thing. What am I going to do? I will show no. you what you are supposed to do. If somebody is doing the same thing all through, you you. But the question is, have you tried to make this person know that what you are doing to me is not right? These are the things I want you to understand from this message. The ways to puts them. If the brother sinned against you, rebuke him. And if you repent, forgive him. Righteousness has this obligation to rebuke as well as to love and to forgive. Three things go together. The principle of rebuking connected to forgiveness tied up to love equals what? Righteousness. Rebuke forgive, love, righteousness. In other words, a righteous life manifests the three principles of what? Rebuke, forgive, love. Is that okay? Are you following me? Good. God wants you to rebuke. He also wants you to forgive. And then you want to what? Love. Hallelujah. Now rebuke, misreprove. Go and tell him his thoughts. And seek an explanation. Let him know with what has been done or what he has done has affected you in conduct, in spirit, in life. Let the person know your state of feeling that he may acknowledge his error and repent. Now, rebuke is not to shout at somebody, not to insult the person who offended you. To rebuke, biblically speaking, is to explain to the person what he has done and the effect of his action. Are you there with me? You following me? Rebuke is not to insult the person, it's not to shout on the person, but to simply go there and say, Hey Francis, what you did to me yesterday affected me. It hurts me so deeply. You try to explain how the person's actions have affected your state of being. That's what it means to do what? To rebuke. In biblical language. and the way God intended it to be. Hallelujah. That is why the scripture says, if somebody offends you, go to him. Remember, we read that before. Go. When you go, it's not saying go and insult him or go and cause trouble there because he offended you. But it's saying go to him and explain what the person has done to you. How it has affected your state. When you are explaining to the person what has been done and how it has affected you, that is what we mean by what? Rebuke. Today is like I'm teaching. Bible study, I'm taking it easy. Now, let me show you that from the book of Leviticus. Leviticus 19 verse 17. How many of us will have that courage? How many of us will have that boldness? But let's not forget this. Jesus will only acknowledge those live by his word. I remember a time was teaching and the people came to him and said, your brother, your sister, they are all looking for you. What did he say? Who is my brother? Who is my sister? Who is my mother? By short, I hear the word of God and do it. Did you get that? So all these things we're talking about, until you put them into practice, I mean, you have not started hearing, you have not started receiving. God can only be happy with you, when you find out what you're talking about, you're practicing it. Are you with me? Praise the living God. A lady was talking to me about the husband's attitude and all that. Then I asked the question, have you ever explained to your husband how you feel about what's going on? She said, no. I said, why? He said, he won't listen. I said, how do you know he's not going to listen? You have not even attempted, but if concluded, you won't listen. Say so that's the way he behaves. That is his life. No, you got it wrong. Especially if you understand what I'm talking about, and you are going in the spirit of the Lord, the man will be forced to listen. Are you with me? All the women... I was explaining to them in Lagos, I'm, I've told you here before, in the book of Acts, the Bible made us to understand when the disciples, you know, there was a problem there yeah, in Acts 6, Acts 7, and then we are told that Scripture says that you go and get men who are full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom to become pagans. I mean, if you remember that. Did I explain to you why it has to be so? Because you don't take power to solve quarrels, you use wisdom to solve quarrels. There was quarrel in the church that they got Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost gave them wisdom so that they can be able to settle the dispute. You have a problem with your husband, wisdom the mind that you talk. Don't even go into your bedroom and be praying. Don't be praying and asking God, you know, one devil has entered into my husband. The day your husband hear you praying, the devil has entered into him, you finish your whole matter. The trouble just began there. Because by the time you say, we'll come out and we'll now I want to show you the red devil. Are you with me? Leviticus 19, verse 17. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thy heart. Thou shalt in any wise do what? Rebuke thy neighbor and not suffer sin upon him. No, this is too strong. Let's go to the Living Adamacy uh, Translation. Message, message, message translation, if you can get it. Don't secretly hate your neighbor, is that okay? Now, neighbor, you must understand the language of neighbor. Neighbor is not somebody who is stay next door. Neighbor is your fellow in the same house. Is that okay? Maybe I have time to share that with you. Don't secretly hate your neighbor. If you have something against him, get it out in the open. Otherwise, you are not accomplished in his guilt. You know what he's saying? Get it out in the open is discuss it. Otherwise, you are also guilty of the same offense the man has committed against him you know that one? For not going to explain, you're also sinning against him. Get it out of your office. Don't secretly hate. So, the word rebuke means to discuss. Any problem that seems to be in place. Are you there with me? Discuss it. Has anybody offended you? Go to him. That's what the Bible is saying. Go to him and say, my brother, you've done this to me. My wife, my sister, you've done this to me. It hurts me. And then say it with the spirit. I'm going to explain that. Let me not jump the gun. Hallelujah. Verse 18 says. Look at verse 18. Don't seek revenge or carry a grudge against any of your people. Can you get it now? So the word neighbor means your people. Neighbor is not a man. Stay in the next street, the, the man, the in the next street may not even have the opportunity to hurt you. The people that definitely always, all the time hurt you are those within your own household. Are you there with me? That's what we're discussing. We're not discussing people living you are number five and the person number 25. How is it going to hurt you? You may not even see for a whole week. Are you with me? So the Lord is saying. How any of of your persons within your home hurt you, call the person and explain. Otherwise, as guilty as that man is, you're also becoming guilty. Same way. So if there's punishment for him in any way, both of you are going to share it. Are you following me? So husbands, listen to what I'm saying. And wives... Couple children, mother, listen to what I'm saying. This is what the Lord is saying. Any of your neighbor, your people, you're living together with hurt you. What did he say today? Bring the matter in the open. Don't carry any grudge. God hates grudges. God doesn't like grudges in your spirit. It doesn't matter who. Go to the person. What you've done to me is hurting me or has hurt me. Just go and discuss it with the person and it's over. You see, when the Bible says, give no room or no place to the devil, this is one of the principles by which you give room. When somebody does it to you, you give it to your heart, you don't discuss it, you give it room to what? To the devil to continue. Give no place to the devil. Give no room to the devil. Hallelujah. So now, the next thing he says, love your neighbor as you do what? As you love yourself. So which your neighbor? The person you're staying with. Is that okay? Praise the Lord. Huh? Now let me show you some principles here, from the Bible. I, I want you to take this message to heart, because it's going to set you free. I told you initially, if you go back to read, I mean to listen to the very few uh, we've already done, you'll be able to see there are so many advantages you get if you put this practice, pull this thing into practice. It sets you free, it delivers you, it can heal you literally from sicknesses. Because remember, with that I'm gonna do with it more. Because if you look at that place there, the Bible made us understand something. Don't seek revenge. Hallelujah. Okay, let's move on. Turn with me to Ephesians 4 verse 15. Ephesians 4 15. How do you rebuke people? What principle do you apply? This is it. For speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things which is the head, in Christ, amen. You go with the spirit of love. These are the three things I just mentioned initially. Die, quote, righteousness, rebuke, repent. I mean, rebuke, forgive, and what? Love. Did you get that? Go with the spirit of love. Don't carry anger in your heart. When you're going to your sister, your husband, your brother, your child, your daughter, your son, and then go with, you know, you're just furious. No, 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 no. You go with love. Why do you have to go with love? Galatians 6. Galatians 6 verse 1. Look at what it says. Galatians 6 verse 1 says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault. He has sinned against you. Ye which are spiritual, you are still balancing your spirit. Restore such one in the spirit of what? Meekness, considering that said, lest also be world tempted. Now I want you to look at that. If any man be taken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore. That restoration is the principle of what? Rebuke. And how did he say to do it? In the spirit of what? Mildness. Praise the Lord. You follow what I'm talking about? Restore. He said, if you don't do that, you also will fall into the same temptation of causing an offense to your people. You are spiritual. You are not you still maintaining your balance. Restore the man that is taken in the fault in the spirit of meekness. Look at verse number two. Galatians 62. It says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear ye one another's burdens. And this is so important. The man is already taking a the forks, that means carrying a weight, he's carrying a load. Oh, you need to get this. Sin is a burden, sin is a load. Jesus said, Come unto me, Yea, that I have a and I will do what? I'll give you rest. Religion. Sin. is a body, it's a load. And he said, Okay, your brother have sinned, meaning he's carrying a burden against you, or in any way. What is he asking you to do? Restore in the spirit of meekness. And so bear each other's body. In other words, don't crucify the man that has sinned against you. Rather, go to the man with the spirit of love and meekness. And restore him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? Now, the Lord doesn't want us to live this way. Somebody, has offended you. You're be in the same church. Most of them in the same church. Because that's your neighbor Or at home. When the person is coming from this door, you're entering to, I mean, going out through the other door. God doesn't want you to live that kind of life. Are you done with me? Because in your heart, you're holding grudges against this person. that's against you. So once you see the person coming, then you're passing this way. Right? God doesn't want you to live that. He said, Bear each other's body with the spirit of meekness, lest you also will fall into what? This is, 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 is you know a me? That's what we're dealing with. That is what rebuke means. Rebuke is not shouting down anybody. body. Rebuke is not giving somebody a knock because he's your junior. No, no, no. That is not rebuke. Rebuke is saying, like, you, Do you know what you've done? This is not right could be a problem to all of us in this house. It could be a problem to you. It could be a problem to your father, your mother. It could be... Just explain to the person. L- let me tell you this. If you're working with the principle that I'm dealing with you, which is found in the Word of God, God will also empower you to do this and succeed in doing it and restoring those people that are falling victim to what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you see... One of the major reasons why it's so important and crucial for you to approach people in this manner is, if you don't, within your heart, you're going to be holding grudges. And if you're holding grudges in your spirit, it's going to affect the Holy Spirit. You're grieving the Holy Spirit within you because you're angry, you're holding grudges, you're having, you know, unforgiving spirit. That is said, it's going to be speaking against you. It's all the more reason why you should approach whoever has offended you. That's what the Bible says. Has anybody offended you? Go to the person. It is didn't say wait for the person to come. You to be the one to go. And explain what the person has done to you. Amen. Praise the living God. I want you to get it because it's very important. So, we don't go to the people who have wronged us to embarrass or hurt them. I want you to know that. We are not going there to hurt them. We are not going there to embarrass them. Please, get it down. Rebuke is not to embarrass those who have hurt you. Rebuke is not to look down or talk down people who have hurt you. That's a biblical word for rebuke. Rebuke means you go with the spirit of love and gentleness and explain to them what they've done to you and the effect of what they've done. Praise the Lord. Are you there with me? Alright? So, but we're trying to cause them to repent of their own ways. What if the person will not repent? You may ask me, what do we do? You explain to the person. The person is not seeing reason with you. You've told the person, this is what you've done to me. And the person doesn't seem to be bothered. Maybe, he's going to repeat what he's done before. Ephesians 4. <laughs> Verse 31, and I like this, I like this, you know I try to meditate on this subject and so many things begin to come into my mind, and I find that truly if we can follow the principles of the Bible and the word of the God, we will always have a peaceful society. There will be no room for anger. There will be no room for grudges. There will be no room for all of those fightings that we often have. There will be no room for that. Either in the family or in the society. The Word of God is truly Christ, which is the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. And He is the author of peace, which is Christ. And I remember, the Bible made us so understand. The beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4, 31. Thank you. Let all bitterness and anger Okay. Bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Verse 32. And be a kind One to another, tender-hearted, forgiving, hallelujah, one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has not what? Forgiving you. See what we're dealing with? Forgive us as trespasses, even as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now, can we take this first, simpler translation, anyone you want? Any other translation? Mm -hmm. 31. Make a clean break with all cutting, backbiting, biting talk. Make a clean break with them. Alright? Next verse. Be gentle with one another. Did you get that? Rebuke. Sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. Don't forget. What I'm dealing with is for your own good. No matter who has wronged you, no matter what the nature of the offenses. Is. is anybody get what I'm talking about? Because when you hold offenses against people, God wants hold offenses against you. And he's saying, just like God forgives you, you also need to forgive those that hurt you. No matter what the offenses, no matter how long it is taken. No matter how how big it is, are you done with me? No matter how deep the cut was in your heart and your spirit, forgive them. Because the measure of forgiveness you give to those that hurt you is the same measure you can attract God for. Like I told you initially. You forgiven people, you go to God and say, "God, you need to forgive me my own sins too." Now, if you don't forgive, when you go to people and say, "God, forgive me." Forgive, now you just need and, and you want to pray. Our oh, Father which are the heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. I will be done on earth as in the heaven. I know on and on, you come to the place and I say, "Forgive me my sins." Now, can you continue? It's supposed to be as I forgive those who sin against me. Now you know somebody has hurt you. Can you not continue with that prayer? Is it possible? Your tongue will be shut because you know you are lying. You follow what I'm saying? Forgive us our sins as we forgive those. So when you're forgiving those people and you are praying that prayer, you are coming with boldness. God, forgive me my sins as I've forgiven those who sin against me. God will say, I have nothing against you anymore. Because you forgive those that sin against you. Hallelujah. You follow me? Amen. I want you to get this. And this is very crucial. And say, God forgave us our sins for Christ's sake. In other words, forgive other people's sins against you for Christ's sake. Period. Is that okay? All right. So we must still forgive, like I said. No matter what happened, we must still forgive. That is this. There's something I want to say here. The multiplication of sins against you is like adding insult to injury sometimes. That's the way you look at it. Huh? This guy offended me yesterday. Now he's doing the same thing today. He's doing the same thing yesterday. Are you telling me to forgive the person? Sure. I want to read the scripture. That you may not like, but that is what God says, and it's in the Word. Now, the quantity or the level of time men sin against you must correspond to the number of times you forgive them. How does it work? Let me show you. Romans chapter 5 verse number 20. <laughs> Amen. Romans five, verse number twenty. Very quickly, this is what it says. No King James. Just give me King James. This is a long one. Romans five twenty, King James. Moreover, the law entered that the offence might abound, but where sin abounded. Grace, much more towards abound. In other words, your forgiving life should be more than these offenses against you. Because you see, when men continue to multiply offenses against you, they are like acting like Satan. Is that okay? Good. good. Now, when you keep forgiving and multiplying your forgiveness, you are acting like God. So, the level of forgiving ability you have makes you godly. Come on, are you following what I'm talking about now? Sin, he said, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. So you can't beat grace, no matter how sin tries to multiply against you. So, what I'm trying to say now is this. No matter what happened, you're still going to forgive. <laughs> and that's a big problem, I believe. Amen? Let's take one more thing now, and then we're going to pray. Luke 17 verse 4. Back again. Luke 17 verse 4. And if he transfers against thee seven times in a day... A seven times in they turn again to thee, saying I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Hmm? They be sin against you seven times in a day. What actually, this is a hyperbole. What actually is that supposed to mean? Let me explain it to you using another scripture instead of using English. First Corinthians. First Corinthians 13, verse 3. Let's read from there, Hallelujah. He said, I'm I best all my goods to fill the poor, and though I give my body to the bones, I have not charity, which is love. It profited me nothing. Verse 4. Love suffered long and is kind. Love envied not. Love bought it not. He said, There is no proud. It's not puffed up. I know I'm good thing about this. He said, restore the people in the spirit of meekness and love. Love is no proud. That means this little boy, this little girl. No. Are you with me? Then he save his wife? Do not behave yourself similarly, She cannot her own. Then I look at the word her. Love is a she. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because, you see, the quality of a woman is that of a gentle spirit a meekness and humbleness and pliability. Come on, are you there with me? That's what the Bible says. Ha! Hey, not all those women are show muscles. Huh? Women are generally very soft. So love is soft. Are you following what I'm talking about? That's why you say ha. She cannot her own. I'm not the one that wrote this. It's not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoices not in iniquity. That's verse number six. But rejoices in the truth. Um. Uh, give me this. Bear Beareth right all things. Believe right all things. Hope all things. endureth all things. fail it. It about drop out. But whether there be prophecy, they shall fail. Whether there be tongue, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish. Amen? Now, go back again to verse 3 and read it from New Living Translation. There is something I'm actually looking for, which I would like you to pick there. Okay. NIV. I mean... New Living Translation or New Living Bible. Anyone? This is New King James. I don't mean that. You don't have any other one? Oh no. This one I'm really looking for. But I know you still have New Living Translation. Okay. Let's look at this. I may give away everything I have and even give up my body to be born. But if I have no love it does me no good. Verse 4. Love is patient and kind. It's not jealous or conceited or proud. Go ahead. Love is not in or selfish or irritable. Love does not keep... This is what I'm looking for. Love does not keep record of wrongs. That's what I'm looking for. Now, you see, Luke chapter 7, verse 4 said, If you sin against you several times in a day, how many times will you forgive? So will forgive seven times. Like I said, that's a hypothetical. Now, what it means to say is, you don't keep record. Jesus is saying don't keep record of how many times people wrong you. Is that okay? So, you come and you want to talk to somebody. Remember what you did yesterday. You forgot it. And you did the same thing last week. And don't forget, even last month, three times, you did the same thing. You think I forgot you? No. That shows you have no love. You want to restore this man with the spirit of love and meekness. So you don't keep account of what has been done or what has done to you. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Write it down. So any time... This thought is coming to your heart and you are trying to recount what your husband have done, what your wife have done, what your daughter or your son have done to you. Just know that you are not manifesting love. God love doesn't make a record of wrongs. You don't go to people that you want to restore, Maybe you don't count for them what they've done. Your past, come on here, your past should be forgotten at any point in time. Paul said something. This one thing I do. He said, I of myself apprehend that. But this one thing I do. You know what he said he's going to do? Looking forward to the man and forgetting those things that are behind. Everything behind you, you've got to forget it. If you progress progressing God, you must forget your past. Whether you fail, whether you are disappointed, you've got to forget your past. This one thing I do. Not two things. One thing. Forgetting the past. Pressing forward to the mic. That is how to live for Christ. So don't go restore people and start counting all the things they've done. Some of you keep running through your diaries. There's no love there. Hmm? You try to write down how many times the person has offended you. You say, Look, don't worry, I'm coming, just wait for me. And then you go to the room, you come with your notebook, and they begin to give all the dates. No. Love keep no wrongs. Hallelujah. Of rounds. It doesn't rejoice about injustice but rejoices right about truth wins out. Hallelujah. So we should always be ready to forgive others because one day we might need them to do what? To forgive us. Final scripture I want to give to you. Proverbs 7 verse 10. Proverbs 17 verse 10. I want you to capture that because it's very important. Note it. Love, keep no record of wrongs. You'll be tired. Your book will soon be full. Hmm? When men wrong you and you're writing down, very soon you'll be buying new notebooks because somebody will always offend you every day. Are you there with me? So, you don't need that. Proverbs 17, verse 10, King James. A reproof entered more into a wise man than a hundred strikes into a fool. Hmm? You know what? English says a word is enough for the wise. So a gentle reproof will enter into the higher. But a of a wise man, rather, what I mean is a gentle correction. We enter into the heart of somebody who is wise. So sometimes when people come to you to tell you, "Man, what you've done to me is hurting me," if you are a wise man, you should be able to see that what you've done is actually bad and change. But if you don't, automatically you are a fool. Because wisdom is not entering your heart, it's not entering your head. Hallelujah. Are you there? So, when you receive a word into your heart, you have a strong influence which will produce the change or repentance. In other words, what your mother is telling you is wrong, what your father is telling you is wrong, what your husband or You should be able to receive that into your spirit Because it's coming with the spirit of love And what's the next response You're going to change from that act Hallelujah Is that okay So we're talking of that which goes into your heart And affects your conscience If you have a conscience that's alive You should be able to know When people approach you to tell you What you've done to me is wrong only fools will never listen to such simple counsel. And even when you whip a fool, he doesn't stick corrected. Correction is not by beating. Correction is something that goes into the heart of a man. Are you there with me? Otherwise, how did you repent? Who flogged you? Hmm? Who came with the cane to whip you before you became a Christian? But something came into your conscience. And begin to affect you. And the changes are coming because you believe something in your mind. Are you there with me? So if the correction comes to you, and you believe into the correction, with that spirit of mixture, which is love, and love is God, and God is love, something is entering into your heart, and then the necessary changes will begin to take place. So that even that thing which we're doing to offend people, you end up not doing it again. That shows a wise man. Hallelujah. So, no matter how you're going to gain a fool to make it sensible, it will not change a fool. That's the point. Praise the Lord. Let me show you two different people when I end them in the Bible. I'm not going to read in the scripture. But you see, David had a problem with Bathsheba, And Nathan came and he said, Such a man in the city had only one little lamb or whatever and then the visitor came and the other man had so many and then he just went and took that one man's lamb and used it to sacrifice or make food for the visitor. David said, man, as long as I live in this city, that man must die. And then I said, thou art the man. And David said, okay, forgive me. Now, Nathan didn't beat David. Nathan only smoked David. David repented. are you there with me? But watch Pharaoh. Watch Pharaoh. With all the miracles, all the miracles that God did in killing even the firstborn, turning water out of blood. Are you getting what I'm talking about? All the flies, all the judgment that came to Pharaoh will not repent. That's what I'm telling you. So we will not change anybody. Come on, are you there with me? Does it make sense to you? I've just given two simple people in the Bible. The difference in when you rebuke with love, you see, when Nathan went to David, he didn't go there to accuse David in such a way to rubbish him, to embarrass him. He simply gave a simple illustration, and David saw, because it entered into his heart, the strength and the weight of this illustration. I said, "Man, that man!" Say, "You are the one." Oh my God, I'm sorry. And he saw in his heart. That what Nathan have said is actually the truth. But like I said, Moses went to Egypt and he simply told Pharaoh, Let my people go. Pharaoh said, For what? Say, if you don't let me go, I'm going to whatever you feel like doing fine. Judgment of life came, judgment of fall came, judgment of life came. Are you following what I'm talking about? What our soldier to blood. Pharaoh will still not let Israel go. Because he's a fool. You look at the difference? Those judgments were like beating this child, or beating this man, or beating this king, but yet, they would repent. That's what Proverbs 17.10 is telling us. Are you following what I'm talking about? A gentle word, a gentle reproof to the wise person would make him wiser. It would turn him away. But a foolish one who is hardened in his heart, no matter what, even go to the book of Revelation, the Bible made us understand the judgment, turned everything. Men, they were even crying and said, Okay, let the mountain fall on us, let's hide us from the presence of the land. But in the midst of that, the Bible said they never repented. That's why sometimes you beat some children, you're just wasting your time. In fact, you know, most often people say, don't, You don't need to take your child to the police because you will hiding the child. Am I correct? You know that. So we say, you take them to the prison, you were adding them. Why are you saying that? Because you've been able to discover that some punishment will not even change the child. Is that okay? But a soft word spoken with the power of the Holy Spirit penetrates the heart of these children and transforms them. That's what Proverbs say: A soft word, a soft rebuke would transform the person you're talking to because he you knows you're coming with love, you're coming with wisdom. Especially when your ways are backed up with love, and like I said, love is God, and God is love. Hmm? God does not have love. God is love, and love is God. So when you go with God to any man who have offended you, he has no option because God. Will go into the heart of that individual and will change this man who has always been offending you to become a new creature. Your relationship with that man will become very much cordial because God is in your midst. Is anybody understanding me? Praise the living God. So, what have we learned today? I'm trying to make you understand if a brother offends you, rebuke him. What does it mean to rebuke? Slap the person, go. Go and explain to the person what you've done to me. Hurt me. Is that okay? And as you go, go with the spirit of love, which is God. So you are going with God. And when you get there and explain to this individual, God will enter into the heart of this man. It's not going to be like Pharaoh. This man will be like David. So this man surely will do what? Will repent. And you forgive this man who has so hurt you. And I've repented. Repentance now simply means the person acknowledging that what I'm doing is wrong. But one of the things that enables you to prove that this man has repented is that it's going to change from what he was doing before. Amen? And I believe God' word is sure, tried seven times pure. If we practice it, we're going to get the results. That is in the word. Amen? Because we are told the word of God is tried seven times pure. It's perfected. The word of God is strong and perfect. And he can really achieve what he says. I'm trying to make us understand the power of what? Forgiveness. And how to approach people that have wronged you. In the next section, I'm going to deal with the issue of hatred in the heart. And then I'll go to the next section of revenge. Not yourself against those that hurt you.